Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved, true mysteries and cocktails, and you listen to it. Thank you. Uh, with me, as always, is the fantastic Suze Kipner. Good evening, Suze. Hello. And the amazing Chris Stokes. Hello. Hello. That, your, your thing, Suze, had a, a tiny bit of good morning Vietnam energy to good it. Good morning, <laughs> Mystery on the Rocks. <laughs> Did Muppet arms. <laughs> Um, how are you guys? Long time no see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are currently recording this on our third anniversary. Oh, yeah, this is the actual birthday. They, they won't hear it for like a week and a half, but uh, uh, no, two weeks. But uh, you should know, everyone, that we're recording this on our third anniversary. Yesterday we met up and recorded another one in person. In person. Oh, uh, which fun. you will have heard last that. week. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about the echo. Um, I enjoyed that. I was really fun being in the same room again. Yes. Yeah. I miss it. Um, I miss I miss that, I that miss it, jive. Um, what are we drinking? I've just had the last pull on it, I think. Oh, there's a little bit left. Mm. What was it? Oh, my God. That's nice. So it was vodka, simple syrup, strawberries, and coriander. Oh, my oh, I God. See. And I muddled, I muddled fresh strawberries with coriander, uh, a little bit of orange bitters, and then the vodka and the simple syrup. Shake it over ice, and then there's a there's a there's a there's a wedge of strawberry in there. You That's finish nice. it off. You finish it off with um, black pepper on top. Oh, ah, amazing. for the kick. That's really nice. It looks That's good. Really nice. No name got? yet. Um, no name. Uh, ooh. All in a muddle. Huh? Uh, oh. All in a muddle. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what have you got, Suze? Oh, I've got here. So last night. Where me and Chris went. You, we went there, Masood, as well, in June. It was that same party. Okay, so um, where we went last night, the cocktails were just as good, if not better, than the last time we went. It was amazing. Oh, okay, yeah. And that Ooh. one of the cocktails was a French martini, and I was like, ooh, I want to make that tonight. So a French martini is Chambord Vodka, and I mean, it's obviously not a martini. Mm. Uh, Chambord Vodka and pineapple juice. Yeah. But I didn't have pineapple juice, so I went, well, I'll just use pineapple rum and a little square of lemon juice and see how it is. Yeah. <gasps> it's not the same, but that isn't really nice. That's that very close. really works. That really works, yeah. If I had pineapple juice, it would have more of a zing. Amazing. But um, this, that's, yeah, that's a good drink. That it's really good. warming. Oh, it's warming me all the way down to my belly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh. Sorry, I did my Elizabeth Holmes voice. 
I'm drinking oh, yeah, yeah. this drink. Oh, we're dr- I'm drinking uh, this drink. It's really Whoa. delicious. Oh. She sounds like Drew Barrymore if you slowed down a tape. Yes, yeah. yeah she, would you like to see how the blood machine works? works. It's. Have you heard her? And have you heard her slip up and heard her actual voice? Mm. Yeah, it's mad. It's like, oh, what, it's, it's just like, oh, it's a regular girl. Yeah, right. just do that. Why do the silly deep voice? And it why are you worked. wearing Steve Jobs' uniform? That's so yeah. bizarre. She got a billion dollars from cosplaying as Steve Jobs and doing a silly <laughs> voice. Like, she didn't have any knowledge. I kept, I keep going on about this to people who can't believe it. I went on about it at the gig yesterday. So oh, I, 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 I just keep ranting about it because I can't believe that people fell for it. Yeah. Yeah, she literally sounds like if I was going, I'm going to pretend I'm a man now. Hello, I'm a man. <laughs> it, that's what she sounds like she's doing. It sounds like Lucy doing an impression of me. My name is Daddy. I'm like, that's She does not impressions of you. Yeah, she's fucking roasts me wow, all the time. Wow, she's man. sassy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, no, she roasts me all the time. So, yeah, it sounds wow. like Elizabeth Holmes sounds like an impression of, of my daughter doing an impression of me. <laughs> I'm like, who, the, how mean of her? And then I'm like, hey, ladies, you like guys? You like cocktails? Mm, I make cocktails all the time. You know how much juice is in a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> I make the syrup at home. <laughs> Oh, he's so dreamy. What's that? I have dreams too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, have you got a name for your drink? Oh, I should get one. Um, oh, a French martini with lots of eyes. <laughs> like someone like just held onto the eee! eye and was distracted. Yeah, was they, they, someone leaned on their computer keyboard yeah. and they were like, eee! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've done too many eyes. Oh, well, that's that. Because it's like more alcohol. Yes. <laughs> It's nice. That's what the eyes stand for. What about you, Masood? Well, you so I had grand designs to make, and I had a drink blueprint set out, but then, unfortunately, both dinner and bath time got in the way. So I'll tell you my planned uh, drink, yes, and then I'll please. tell you what I'm actually drinking. So okay. the planned drink was going Two to be... Two for one. A, so I think a while ago I made a New York sour, which was hmm. a whiskey sour with wine in it. So I was going to do a riff on that. I, have, I was going to do a gin sour, so same thing. So like uh, gin, simple syrup. Uh, lemon juice and then aquafaba or uh, egg white on the top mm. and I was going to have the little layer of either wine or amaro and I don't know if that is actually a um, cocktail variation I have no idea if it's a thing and I was like mm-hmm. yes 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 really looking forward to it and I was like oh no I have to do bath time <laughs> so oh, then I, was like, I see um, yeah I'm so, sorry about that but I am squeaky clean he's, yes yeah. <laughs> oh Chris <laughs> Oh, just a little goof. Just a, just a little goof there. Just a goof. Just, just a tiny little goof there. But you didn't brush your teeth, Chris, and I'm very disappointed in that. It's because I was about to just... drink vodka. That's why. <laughs> so what are you actually drinking, Masood? I'm actually drinking a martini because it was the fastest one to make. Ah, um, a fellow martini drinker, I see. Um, yeah, it was, it was so quick to make. But I will try that gin, sour, amaro concoction at mm. some point. It sounds interesting. Because yeah, I want to have the layer. I want to have that layer of... Because that's what I liked about the New York sours. You have the... It's a you know whiskey sour with you a layer. You put the wine of, at the end, don't you? So. Yeah. You like pour it over the spoon and then it's got like a little layer under the... Under mm. the... Um, the egg float? I don't know. That's not what it's called. <laughs> it's just called a layer of... Oh, fucking, I don't know. Foam. Uh, I know float is like when you're making consomme... And you like basically like put all this stuff on top, and it looks like sewage on top of your consomme. And you have to like and they call it the oh no they call it the raft, not the float, which is just sounds equally disgusting. It's a there's a raft on top of me consomme, and then you got to peel it aside so you can get all the clear. This is very dry, 
boring fucking cooking a coke no it's float. cocktail talk it is a cocktail coke talk. float is co- ice cream and coke isn't it now i remember the first yeah time you put a scoop of ice cream and coke and when i my mum's friend debbie made it for me and my brother when i was about eight mm. and i went well this is the best thing this I've is it right tasted this it's is the top. so delicious it is and so now good. i want one right now yeah as soon as you said it i'm like i've i've already in my head made the trip to the fucking shop around the, the corner <laughs> and been like, buying and then they've got the ice cream. And it has to be like a tub of shitty walls. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be sat here the entire podcast Shit just thinking about me drinking. Like it's gonna, like um, in a cartoon, like there's a, a thing of a, like a, a, an imaginary bubble and I'm just sat there inside uh, just drinking a Coke float. Drinking your cocktail. Technically it's a cocktail. Float. So we should ha- you, can ha- you can make a Coke float for one of the episodes. Um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to put Frangelica in. <laughs> I was going to say, you could, you could do one with Dr. Pepper. You can make a Dr. Pepper float. I don't like Dr. Pepper. I wish I did because it's got... <gasps> Chris, I'm sorry. Dr. Pepper, I don't like it. No, Dr. Pepper, I don't know. Hate is, it. Does Dr. Pepper have a, have a um, cherry-ish or cherry-like Yeah, taste? I don't like it's cherries. It's meant to, but it's actually, I think it comes out more marzipan than cherry. And I don't like marzipan oh, or cherry. Okay. I'm not keen Me on marzipan. Me and my uncle don't like marzipan. I don't like marzipan either, but Dr. Pepper I can drink, yeah. I like an almond, but I don't like don't that like... almondy taste. That's, it's funny though, isn't it? It's only moderation because I like an almond, but cyanide can't get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a right jippy tom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, what do you have for us today? Uh, today we are out of the war. And into a frying pan? We're now into the 1950s, early 1950s. Ah, where people like me are still not allowed on golf courses. Gotcha. Well, (laughs) it's sort of like you feel like... I kind of wanted to do this one because Mm -hmm. the end of World War II was sort of like, ah, the the Nazis have been defeated. Yes. Bad guys have been vanquished. And it's like, it's not quite as simple as that because it's not like like all the villains... Went, uh, went, went on their merry way with their tail between their legs. No, no. And so, if you move over to America, mm-hmm. just after the war, which in which a lot of black people fought, yes, there is the the civil rights movement in the uh, in like the late forties, early fifties. There, I mean, like you've still got the KKK and yeah, uh, mm. and also that I don't think I think they were probably sort of like. Keeping a low profile because of their name, but they eventually had a resurgence. But the the, the American Nazi Party was a thing. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but this is to do with the first assassination of any activist during the civil rights movement. Oh. Where, obviously, I think white supremacists saw the civil rights movement. I guess, uh, maybe potentially going well. <laughs> And yeah. wanted right. to take out some of the activists that were spearheading it. So um, Harry Moore and Harriet Moore were a married couple, mm. and they were the first the first activists to be assassinated during the civil rights movement. Oh wow! Oh okay. That's... Oh wow. Did you say this was? 1951. 51? 51. 51. Oh, um, uh, yeah, so yeah. unfortunately... And we think of it as a 60s thing. Yeah, I always yeah. sort of put that in my head. It's almost certainly white supremacists that did it, and you won't disagree mm-hmm. with me when I tell you the... Uh, how, how Leave they, them alone. How they were killed. <laughs> Chris, they deserve a fair shout. Uh, I'm white. Is that a problem now? Uh, <laughs> it's illegal to be white now. <laughs> 
Well, okay, so they died later because of their wounds, but the attack happened on December the 25th, 1951. Oh, not hey, Christmas. Hey, Christmas Day. On Christmas oh, Day. no. Ding dong, merrily on high. Which is oh, the, no. This is the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> Obviously, so, oh, yeah, obviously the white supremacists were like, have you got any plans for Christmas? <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> Not only was it Christmas, hmm. it was also their 25th wedding anniversary. No, They'd got wasn't. married. Oh, no. They'd got oh, married on December the 25th, no. 1926. I thought you were going to say it wasn't just Christmas, it was also Winterval. <laughs> so that was their wedding anniversary. I thought it was going to be hell. a birthday or something like that. Yeah, I had yeah. that in my head. Not only was it Christmas, but it was also their birthday and their last day on the job, retirement. <laughs> and their dog had died earlier that day. Yeah. Harry uh, was uh, 46 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in 1905. And Harriet was 49 at the time. She'd been. Uh, she was born in 1902. Oh, he liked his older women, huh? What, uh, oh, I suppose you'll get to it. I was going to say, what movement were they sort of, like, were, were they like a particular branch of something or? Okay, so um, Harry was pioneer leader, along with Harriet actually, mm-hmm. of the founder of the first branch of, and we've spoken about these before, mm-hmm. the NAACP. NAACP. Uh, so founder of the first branch of them in Florida. Yeah. Right. And... They were involved in that that particular body, but to be to be honest, it was it was it was basically about stopping the discrimination against black people in America. Okay, and they met through that. Is that how those two met? Uh, no, no, no. So um, he uh, moved to Coco uh, in Florida, Cabana. Right. Uh, and <laughs> he uh, so he gradu- he graduated from Florida Memorial College with a normal degree, so he could teach elementary school. Okay, and then he accepted a teaching job. In Coco, and then for the next two years, so this was like 1925. For the next two years after that, he taught fourth grade at the only black elementary school at Coco because oh. the school system oh. there was yes. segregation. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, it was yeah. Still... Uh, and then it was during his first year there that he met Harriet, who was oh. uh, uh, she was 23 and he was just about 20. And okay. she had taught in schools as well, but at that point she was selling insurance for the Atlanta Life Insurance Company, which happened to be a major black-owned business. Oh, and then see. they were married within a year on Christmas Day, 1926. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> as soon as they, once they married, they moved into Harriet's family home. All oh, right. Right. Uh, and then in 1927, Harry had been promoted to principal. Uh, and I, I mean, okay, this is the name of the school, okay, as it was called then, <laughs> Titusville Coloured School. Um, oh, no. And <laughs> it hasn't aged great. Not happy with Titusville, that. the school system, again, was racially segregated. You should have seen what we were going to call it. I really don't I really don't want to. I really don't want to. It just reminds me of Titus from Kimmy Schmidt, Titus Burgess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's like, uh, when she goes to him... Um, you have to help me, Titus. He goes, but I already did something today. <laughs> <laughs> so he taught the ninth grade there, and obviously right. was principal. The school was closed by the local school board just uh, six months into his first year there as part of the local as, school as system's a... systemic discrimination against black children. Ah, shit. Yeah. That's awful. The, the couple had a daughter in 1928, and then moved into their own home with an acre, one acre of land, which was given to them by Harriet's parents. Right. And then in 1930, they had a second daughter, 
Harriet went back to teaching and then they ended up working at the same school. And then in 1934, Harry founded the, the, the Brevard County, Florida branch of the NAACP. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, and then he was their first executive secretary in the state of Florida. And then that particular chapter was working mostly towards achieving equal pay for equal work for teachers of any race. And was I, this is insane, right? They were fighting to get lynchings prosecuted because at the time mm-hmm. they weren't. <laughs> well, prosecute, I mean, like... It's nuts. Maybe just outlaw them outright, but I guess a stepping yeah. stones, isn't it? <laughs> so you gotta go one bit at a time. It's kind of like murder. Yeah, yeah. Can we stop murdering people? Wow, we'll get them prosecuted first. Because ah, yeah, we can stop murdering white people. Like, oh well, well, I guess that'll have to do for now. Fucking hell. And they were trying. Uh, they were attempting to register black voters in the region. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Now, obviously, this did not go down very well with. Uh, racists. Uh, racists. Yeah, they Which, did not there was a lot of people. So, like the local white dominated county, kind of racist. Lynching is kind of our thing. It's sort of guys. Like, <laughs> we've been lynching just fine all these years, <laughs> and you want to put a stop to yeah, it? It's a Aww. big, it's a big tourist yeah. draw in this town. I mean, it's yeah. a lot. We're of people lynching. Come in. We're we're the lynching capital. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Oh come Jesus! In. To, I mean, what actually do, are we going to get to that? But what what did put an end to lynching? Was there a certain case? Was it yeah. like Emmett Till, obviously? Emmett Till was, was case. Uh, yeah, but I don't think was that, that was... I don't think that was the the one... That didn't push it over the edge, no. but that, that got high high amount of um, coverage. Uh, yeah. No, so um, there was a, something called the anti-lynching bill. Okay. That was first introduced to Congress in 1918 by a Republican. Right. Um, oh, right. Uh, hmm. So take that, Democrats. <laughs> and then the bill was passed by the House uh, in 1922. Uh, and in the same year, it was given a favourable report by the United States Senate Committee. Now, just because they passed it, doesn't because the idea of it being illegal does not necessarily then mean that people wouldn't Stop turn doing a blind it. eye. Yeah, right. Uh, no. So when they were fighting to get lynched. As soon as something's illegal, no one ever does it again. They're just like, oh, so that's, trying... the that's the law. That's how it works. Oh, they passed a bill. Sorry, guys. We're going to have to give up this knife fight. Ah. <laughs> so, by trying to, so by trying to fight for prosecution of them, do, it does imply it's a prosecutable crime. Right. Uh, do you know what I mean? They're just fighting yeah. to get them prosecuted. Okay. Uh, so passage of the anti-lynching bill was blocked by white Democratic senators from the South. Okay. The only representatives elected since the Southern states had disenfranchised African Americans around the start of the 20th century. And then. Jesus. Obviously, then the civil rights movement was gaining momentum in the 1950s. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Which, you're right, was spurred by the lynching of Emmett Till, who was. It was that, right? If people don't know, he. This is a few years later because it was 1955. He was 14. 55. He was 19. He was a 14 year old boy who. Who. This woman said that she. He'd looked at her. In a, yeah, like he'd whistled at her. Or yeah, something. right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and then they woman. lynched him, basically. Yeah. And his mum insisted on the open casket funeral, so they could people could see the world. I mean, could see yeah. how it's really, sort of it's really yeah. harrowing. I mean, they they dumped his body in a river. Yeah. Um, and so it was in a horrendous state when they found it, and yeah, the mother insisted on open casket, and she marched behind the coffin. It's really horrendous. It was a very galvanizing thing, and the black community became, I guess, what's the word? Like mobilized to right fight yeah. against this if, really if, if, if they weren't already and then I'm 55 man my mum was born the next year like yeah, my, my, my parents were already around it's right. um, uh, so the state of Mississippi 
uh, Mississippi tried two people for it, but they were acquitted by an all-white jury. Yeah, of course they were. Leave him alone. Anyway, most lynchings had ceased by the 1960s, but even in 2021, there were claims that racist lynchings still happen in the United States being covered up as suicide. Jesus, of course. Well, I mean, like, they... they, um, In... I don't know what state it... but Some awful um, red state... They hung an effigy of Obama from a tree. Oh, yeah. And people were like, why are people making a big deal out of this? It's just a dummy. Yeah, it's pretty gross, but it's just a dummy. Like, you, it represents something awful that wasn't, like, it didn't stop happening 150 years ago. Yeah, exactly. It was only outlawed at this point, like, 60 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Which is, yeah, again, kind of blowing my mind again. It's like, what, it, six, yeah. 60? That's not that long ago. That's no, really not that no. long ago. That's that's a grandparent ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a young grandparent. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we're getting to what happened to mm. uh, Harry and Harriet, but they were very. I do love that they found each other with those names as well. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe we let that slide for so long because Harry and Harriet. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the school shut down, and they were sort of like, wow. Well, yeah, and he was. He was like I said. He founded the. Brevard County chapter of the NAACP yeah. and uh, eventually was able to be, like I said, become their, his, their executive secretary. He It became his job. He was able to take a yes. paid position with the NAACP. That's good. Um, uh, he also led something called the Progressive Voters League. So uh, in 1944, the US Supreme Court ruled uh, against white primaries as unconstitutional. And the Democratic Party had been using it as a means of excluding blacks from politics. The Democrats were the bad guys on yeah, this, this is, issue. Every, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what's going crazy. Like, every time you sort of mention them, I'm like, really? The, the Democrats? What are These were, guys? What are the good guys? What's, what's happening? Yeah, I, I wonder if, I don't, I don't know enough about it, but, like, maybe JFK was quite a um, departure for the Democrats. Possibly, um, yeah. Because J- JFK was very into civil rights. And- yeah, and then he got assassinated for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we'll get to that. I Coincidence. <laughs> I'm going to... I've just... My label... Right. Can I just say? I've got my Cafe Patron here, which is coffee tequila, by my chair. Mm. It's just there. And it's got on the label a recipe for something called a Thin Lizzy. <gasps> and I've got the ingredients for it, and I'm going to go and get the other ingredient. I'll be back in literally 20 seconds. Okay, I'm yes. make it. It's a two-cocktail episode. It's like the old days. Hey. Oh, yeah. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
portion. What are the ingredients? A thin Lizzie is equal parts Irish whiskey and... um, Cafe Patron. Cafe Patron. But I don't have Irish whiskey, so I've just used filthy smoke. Well, that might be slightly different to what they mean, but I imagine it's really nice. It smells really good. I've never thought to put these two things together because they're such strong flavours. Hang on. Yeah. Fuck me, that's good. Yeah. Oh, what a drink. Oh, wow. What a fucking drink. Two ingredients right. as well. I've just made a smoky thin Lizzie. Yeah. Oh, this 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 podcast has so many I think cocktails. You should call, I think you should call Got it... Got Masood's imaginary one. Yeah, way. <laughs> I think you should call it the boys are back in town, though. I think The that's... boys are oh, back yeah. in town. I looked up how big in. an acre was. Mm. Approximately 60% of a soccer pitch. But I imagine that's a full-sized you know, stadium soccer pitch. That's how yeah. big an acre is. And that's like, that's a, lot. Okay. that's a lot of land they had. That's right. a lot of land. Uh, that seems like, that does seem like a lot. It feels like a lot. Yeah. But then I always had a thing between acre and hectare, and I don't know how big a hectare it's eight is. eight hectares in a mile, I know that. Yeah. A square mile. <laughs> eight hectares in a mile. Eight furlongs in a straight line mile. <laughs> I also am very confused by all of your strange imperial measurements. Oh, God, it's, it's so, so ridiculous that we clung on to them, didn't we? St- Stone yeah, is the one that it as like I part can... Of the, like, like, as a matter of pride, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. And it was like, I'm not going to... I'm not going, to, mean, I'm not going to measure anything in grams. Oh, my yeah. God, imagine Twitter when decimalisation happened. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <gasps> Suze, you could set up an account... Which is yes. de- like decimal. Nineteen seventy-two Twitter. Yeah, decimalization yeah. has just come in, and yeah. that's what the account is. It's like somebody oh, on Twitter. I do it? Just yeah, just like shit posting and be like, oh, I'll just call it nineteen seventy-two. Or you just Twitter. do it as a threat, like yeah. imagining being on oh, Twitter. Quite, and, yeah. That is quite good. Yeah. And you can do oh, it for loads of things, like Man yeah. on the Moon, like oh, all of these. Yeah. Uh, Harry and Harry. Harry and Harriet. Harry and Harriet. So um, they were fired by the public school system in 1946 yes. and blacklisted for their political activities, like oh. I say, which included uh, pushing for all of voter registration Yes. and also investigating the lynchings to try and get prosecutions on that. He led the Progressive Voters League, as I said, mm-hmm. and between 1944 and 1950, uh, he managed to uh, increase the registration of black voters in Florida to 31%. That is Ooh. pretty good, considering like there still mm. is a problem with the black voters today. Exactly, they have to like mobilize units of people getting the black vote out because yeah. states like Georgia, for example, uh, thank you, Stacey Abrahams, <laughs> um, <laughs> they have massive problems with voter suppression. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's so it's it's so bad. It's fucking comical. Like it's yeah. it's ridiculous, and like I I remember when, and this was going way back with it, with uh, George Bush's election, and it was mm-hmm. like the whole thing of like, oh, well, we couldn't count lots of these votes because they were like they were uh, convicts or something like that, or they had similar name to convicts, so that they just like discounted them. And you're just like, Jesus, th- this is fucking stupid, really. This it's is, unbelievable, yeah. and I, they make this. They make like, uh, what's it? The um, ah, what's the name? when they change the shape of the voting counties so that it makes it um, less likely that black voters will turn out, that kind of thing. Gerrymandering. Gerrymander. My brain was going filibuster. Filibuster. (laughs) I was like, it isn't filibuster. Yeah. 
Fucking gerrymandering. So what is that? They 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 what they sort of like exclude certain. They like change certain... the they change the area lines. Oh um, right, okay. Around. They're about to do it here. Oh shit. In the next election. Oh god, everything's fucked. That's that's fucking mad. Terrifying. Um. So they were obviously so uh, Harry and uh, Harriet were like, "Fuck this! Let's you know, mm. let's spend it." It's great. That's fucking great that they did that. In 1949. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened that is is probably fairly important as to like leading to what happened eventually to Harry and Harriet. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you know? Have you heard of the Groveland Four? No. No. The Groveland Four, otherwise known as the Groveland Boys, they were four young African American men: mm. uh, right. er- Ernest Thomas, Samuel Shepard, Walter Irvin, and Charles Greenlee. Ernest was his actual name. That wasn't a nickname. He wasn't called Ernest Thomas because he was. Like, I'm Ernest Thomas. He's, he's a real serious guy. He's, no he's, jokes. Yeah, he's just so damn serious. <laughs> In 1949, they were all accused of uh, raping 17-year-old Norma Paget mm-hmm. and assaulting right. her husband in Lake County, Florida. So when that happened, uh, Ernest Thomas fled. He was killed. Ten days later, sure. by oh, a sheriff's posse of a thousand white men. <gasps> Fucking hell! A thousand people <gasps> as a posse hunting down one person. He was asleep under a tree, and they shot him four hundred times. Mm. Fucking hell! Okay, hang on. A and then was he was he dead? Yeah, yeah. Did they get I him? I mean, fuck it. Like over, like literal overkill. That's like so. Like under half of them all shot at once. And then they're like, I think we got him. Oh, I think that's we awful. got him. That's and then horrific. Greenlee, Shepard and Irvin were arrested. They were beaten to coerce, to get confessions out of them. Yeah. Um, but Irvin, uh, Walter Irvin, he refused to confess. And then they were convicted at trial by an all-white jury. Ugh. Right. Greenlee was sentenced to life because he was only 16 at the time of the crime. And the other two were sentenced to death. And in 1949, same year, Harry got involved. And he organised a campaign against the wrongful conviction of them. And then it was two years later in 1951, the case of the two defendants reached the Supreme Court on appeal with special counsel of the NAACP legal defenseman Thurgood Marshall. And I think we've, I think he's come up before Thurgood Marshall. I feel like he has, yeah. So in 1951, the Supreme Court ordered a retrial after hearing the appeals of Walter Irvin and Samuel Shepard. And it ruled that they hadn't received a fair trial because no evidence had been presented because of excessive adverse publicity as well as because black people had been excluded from the jury. So the court overturned the convictions and remanded the case to the lower court for a new trial. Oh, thanks to God. Thanks to um, Harry's crusading efforts. Now, yeah. right. in November 1951, a sheriff called Willis V. McCall of Lake County, Florida, he was born in 1909, so at this point he would have been 42. He shot Irvin and Shepard while they were in custody and handcuffed together. They were in his custody. He just shot them while they were handcuffed together, <gasps> the sheriff. And he said that they tried to escape while he was taking them from state prison back to the county for the new for, for a new trial. Shepard died instantly. Irvin survived and later Jesus. told FBI investigators that McCall had shot them in cold blood and that his deputy right. had also shot him in an attempt to kill him. Harry Moore called for the governor of Florida to suspend to suspend McCall. That's fucking insane. Like Jesus man. And then 
so this is November 1951, and then obviously the following month on Christmas night, 1951, Harry and Harriet, mm. a bomb went off under the floor of their house. <gasps> oh, probably unrelated. Yeah. just finished celebrating Christmas and their 25th wedding anniversary they went to bed a bomb exploded it injured Harry and Harriet and it left their daughter who was home at the time uh, unharmed and the bomb was made from dynamite being placed directly under the Moore's bedroom floor directly under the bedroom floor they were rushed to hospital but they weren't rushed to any old hospital. They were rushed to the nearest hospital that would treat African Americans and that was 30 miles away So Harry died on the way to hospital and Harriet, she did live long enough to see, to bury Harry, but she died nine days later from her injuries. Jesus. So obviously then there have been investigations into this. Five separate investigations have been started and completed into the murder of Harry and Harriet. The first investigation was headed by the FBI and that began on the night of the explosion and it took four years, it concluded in 1955. The second investigation was a joint investigation by the Brevard County Sheriff's Office and the State Attorney's Office in 1978. The third investigation took place in 1991 by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement and then in 2004, a fourth investigation was commenced by the Florida Attorney General's Officer of civil rights in 2008 the fbi again investigated the homicides as part of the cold case initiative right okay and each investigation revealed evidence implicating four different suspects in the bombing four different individual suspects or four different suspect like groups Mm -hmm. so the four suspects were known to be high-ranking members within guess what the KKK? Yes. Yay! Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. I didn't know those guys got up to bad shit. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? That's bad. That's, that, I, I don't, the more I hear about these guys. The more I think to myself, they're, they're a bad bunch of lads. I don't they're, like them. Earl J. Brooklyn, he was a Klansman with a reputation for being exceedingly violent. He was described as a renegade, and he was even so bad that he was expelled you gotta be bad you gotta be so you gotta be such a piece of shit that's like when LBC fired Katie Hopkins (laughs) you gotta be a real piece of shit the KKK's like ah do you know why they kicked him out a bit much Um, too nice to black people (laughs) engaging in unsanctioned acts of violence unsanctioned okay oh so they were like no we're respectable guys Um, we have sanctioned acts of violence and we have and there's ones you just can't do okay fuck's sake there's ones you can't do there was another second second possible suspect, Tillman H. Curly Belvin. Oh, that's a good wow, name. Wow, that is a good name. It's a shame he's such good a good name piece for of a bad shit. guy. Yeah, he <laughs> was uh, also on record as being a violent member of the Klan, and he was a close friend of uh, Brooklyn. Another right. Klansman called Joseph Cox was implicated in the bombing yeah. by a different Klansman called Edward L. <laughs> Spivey. Right now, Spivey implicated Joseph Cox. 
on a deathbed confession while he was suffering in the late stages of cancer in 1978. Interesting. Uh, okay, Pops. I thought it, I thought it was like a on the day thing because I was like, they'd probably. I don't know what the KKK are like as an organization, but I feel like snitches get stitches. Yeah. <laughs> Prison rules apply. Cox killed himself in uh, 1952, one day after he was confronted by the FBI. Oh, Jesus! And then Brooklyn and Belvin, who were the first two. Mm-hmm. They died while the initial investigation by the FBI was being conducted. Belvin died of natural causes in August 1952, but Brooklyn and Brooklyn died of natural causes on Christmas Day 1952, one year oh, to the day after the bombing. Whoa. But natural causes. Now, the investigation. Wait, they've kind of been that old, though. No, the investigation wow. into it revealed that Harry's activities in the civil rights movement had made him a known target of the Klan. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No arrests were ever made, and then. Obviously, all four of these people are dead now. Yeah. Yeah. And the Department of Justice closed the file on the federal investigation in 2011. Mm. Wow. With, but still with it open of, it's like, listen, we've narrowed it down to four. It could be any one of these guys. It probably was, but they're dead. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I my I'm leaning more towards the two hyper violent ones. <laughs> it seems well, like that yeah. feels very much like that's in their wheelhouse. You know, that's what they're kind of into. Is uh... also that they got kicked out. I mean, I again, you know, you got to be a real piece of shit to get kicked out of Absolutely. the worst get organization. Get kicked out of the fucking KKK. Yeah. So in 2005, Florida Attorney General Charlie Crist. Um, he had reopened it. This is the one that then, uh, three weeks before winning the Republican primary for governor, Chris held a press conference and claimed to have solved the case. Okay. Right. Uh, he said the investigation found no new evidence, but this is when he identified those four Klansmen. Uh, okay. Then conveniently dead, obviously. Uh, but it's worth pointing out that we've just gone through all of those names and the investigation was criticised by uh, scholars... Harriet, Harriet, Harry and Harriet scholars criticize Chris's oh, okay. investigation. I thought for a second you were going to say KKK scholars. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, really? They have KKK scholars? Apparently, it was largely dismissed as a political attempt to win black votes. Oh, so he said, oh, right, right. He's like, solved it. I got it. Um, right. You can vote tomorrow at 8 p.m. Right, right. It's hard right. to know. Like, it's really hard to know if that's... If he was yeah, using it as a ploy to... Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're just going after. It, it sounds a little bit too much like Edge Lords now going, oh, you're just going after left wing claps. Yeah. Like, well, no, actually, maybe they really believe it. But, well, yeah. Let's also say that those four people uh, Edward L. Spivey, Joseph Cox, Tillman mm. H. Curley Belvin, and L- Earl J. Brooklyn. Mm. Um, Earl J. Brooklyn was the one that was kicked out of the KKK, a chapter of the KKK. He. Mm was actually discovered with floor plans of the Moore's home. Oh, well, I mean, that's, uh, a, big, that's a big I smoky, think it was him. Smoky, smoky, smoky gun there. That's a good old smoky uh, gun. That gun, smoky. <laughs> the state twice reopened the investigation. So in 1999, a journalist called Ben Green published a book around it. And in 2005, obviously, Charlie Crist reopened it. Mm-hmm. But Not the book, he reopened the case. <laughs> oh. mm. Rumours linking that sheriff. Do you remember the sheriff that shot two of the Groveland Four? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Just in his custody. Mm-hmm. Rumours linking him were apparently proven to be false. But um, mm. it's very likely that they were a target of a KKK conspiracy. But I 
would like to not leave this sheriff alone. The sheriff that shot those two, uh, two the of the Groveland Grove Four, yeah. Mm. Uh, obviously, like I say, he was about 42 at the time, born in 1909. Harry Moore pushed for his suspension. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, he was elected sheriff for seven consecutive terms from 1944 to 1972. Right. So despite shooting them, he was not indicted. He was obviously a segregationist because he was mm. a man of racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. It kind of goes with the territory. (laughs) He lost his bid for an eighth term in the early 70s, shortly after he'd been acquitted for another murder of a mentally disabled black prisoner who died in his custody. Mm. Ah. So it's basically like this guy was just shooting black prisoners. He's basically a fucking serial killer. Yeah, and then they're like, vote him again, vote him again. That's fucking crazy. I'm going to look this up. He died in 1994 at the age of 84. Wow. A free man. They, see, do you see this is the thing? The evil ones, they live forever. They keep living. Yeah, make mm. your life a mm. misery. The good ones die young. He was investigated multiple times for civil rights violations and inmate abuse. He was tried for murder, but never convicted. But it never stuck. So Dennis Rader, who is BTK, mm. his death toll is 10 he's one of the most notorious serial killers yes in history also the most pathetic <laughs> yeah he is he's so fuck this boring motherfucker with his who got caught because he had a floppy disk with metadata on oh. it anyway 10 victims and everyone who's into true crime knows who btk is mm-hmm. right this fucking sheriff is just like mm, yeah he's a kind of footnote and he killed a bunch of people in custody they're yeah. all black like every, Fuck. it seems like a lot of the people he arrested is like, ah, I'll just kill him. Ah, yeah, never, never faced a moment of retribution yeah. for it. Oh, he, oh, he went to a trial, but it never stuck. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. He probably crazy. loved the trial. Yeah, he had loads of supporters there. I bet. I um, in saying trials, I I just recently watched. I'd never seen it before. Um, uh, a few good men. So like, I've, oh, I've kind of got, yeah. I've kind of got like the trial courtroom thing, like running through my, coursing through my veins. Tom Cruise like, fist pump. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. The few good men is, uh, it, oh, it's great. It's about it's few good men me. and they're good. How many are good? We don't know. Uh, <laughs> a few of them. A few? Definitely. Uh, a few. <laughs> but yeah, like I've definitely got that courtroom thing of like, so when I hear like Chris using court terms, I'm like, I know what that means. Courtrooms. <laughs> I know. Acquitted? Yes, I know what that means. That means they got off. They got off. That's <laughs> right. They, they, oh, they got off. And then so. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, God. God bless American writers for making courtrooms slightly more manageable for an average watcher. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, like, oh, I think I understand. I think I could go in and defend somebody in a court. <laughs> I reckon I got the skills. I just got to I watched, I watched all of the Oscar Pistorius trial yeah. as it was happening. I We always had it on. And uh, there was a part, about four weeks in, I did go, I reckon I could probably defend someone in court. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point where you go, yeah, no, I think I've got it, actually. I, I just got to watch I all these... 90s uh, <laughs> like courtroom dramas it's, yeah it's basically the equivalent of people who who watch who like listen to a lot of music and yeah. sing in their car and think I could put on a concert right, it's basically that's, that's it's what the I was same doing. level of yeah. yeah and then they get there and go like I'm shitting myself <laughs> I'm like Hitler in the bunker <laughs> Thank you.
those are the events. Okay. Technically unsolved. No one was ever. Justice was never served. Most likely, Earl J. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Found with floor plans. With floor plans. He's just. I'm just interested in buildings. (laughs) In in my head, it was also that kind of like weird thing that I don't think is untrue in America that you see in films, where it's like you just go down to the. It's not like the light. It's like the hall of records, and you're like, I'd like plans for this house, and they're like. Sure thing. We can give that to you without any ID or question. Oh my Here god, you it's go. freaky deaky. And I feel like that's probably, I mean, it was definitely the case in the 50s where they're like, you're a white man, an upstanding citizen. Of course you can. Don't need, no yeah. need to show me your KKK membership card. Just yeah. hear the plans. I believe you. I think we're all in agreement that LJ Brooklyn is... Yeah, it was that fucking candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, that motherfucker. I, I, he may have had help from the other fella, uh, was it what was his name the uh, other white piece of shit <laughs> the other curly the other yeah, that guy. Prick. curly uh, the other one who was also violent curly curly yes he's Cur- a yeah, bad curly. man curly curly there's a bright golden he's on the medal that's from Oklahoma I just so think there of, was because um, like I said there was four of them so there was LJ Brooklyn then there was Curly, there was Larry, yeah. and yeah. there was Mo. I was like, ah, first, as soon as he said Larry, I was like, you son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> Sue's Larry. definitely not impressed by that Three Stooges bit. I was, I'm angry that you even <laughs> attempted it. Like, this is a serious subject, Masood, and you're there just having a laugh cackling away <laughs> giggling giggling away a serious subject I think he definitely didn't do it alone because like you know planting no TNT in someone's house is, is is not a solo gig really and if and if you yeah. are doing it on your own shame on you <laughs> That's... I thought you were going to say if you are doing it on your own kudos kudos he was Good recruiting he was recruiting people to help him with mm. the, the bomb apparently um, okay so yeah like, like I said I think, I think it's that but I, I, I wanted to do that because we got entrenched in World War Two, obviously. Yes. Of course, that, we've had what eight episodes. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to sort of like go before we move into the Cold War, the deep mm. Cold War. Because to be honest with you, like Russia, uh, or at least the Soviet Union, as it was at the time, the Soviet Union started acting very shadily and villainously. Very quickly after World War Two, I mean, the, gotcha. like, there, there's an overlap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, the Cold War happens very, very quickly. But before that, what's going... Like, uh, you, you can't ignore the political landscape of America at the time either. No. Especially mm. as, like, it's going to inform some of our later episodes. Oh, this is going to be great. I mean, it's still kicking off now, isn't yeah. it? Really? Well, yeah, exactly. I think, like... Um, then, sorry, you was going to say, like, when you well, were... Uh, yeah, uh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, please, no, please. Well, what were you going to say, Suze? <laughs> I was going to... No, I was just going to say, like, Suze the Cold War... <laughs> I was going to go, hey, what about when Hitler pooped himself? Um, I, the Cold War is so fascinating because there hasn't been another war like it because no. war was never declared and it yes. went on for decades. Yeah. So it's such a fascinating time. I think people There was a also, low level anxiety that everybody had. Yeah. Also, people always have this idea. I think a lot of people think that it's like it was at its, it was at its height in the 80s. But yeah, I think sure. it was a... It had yeah. definitely started pretty much now. At well, like, actually, post-war, the 80s got the... more complex because of detente. Yes. Mm. But um, we'll get into this anyway. Yeah. But I I think the Cold War is so interesting because it's, I think it's 50% came about because of paranoia mm. and 50% sparked paranoia. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's like this distrust of 
others was only exacerbated by the Cold War. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Uh, yeah, totally. uh, like this idea of spies. I mean, we do it. This series is about espionage as well. So, yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. You can find us in all the usual places. Yum, yum, yum. Them places. Them places. That is patreon.com slash mystery on the rocks for all your Patreon needs. If you want to join the top tiers of all the awesome people who love and want to help support us, you can jump on that. Get yourself some nice, good, cool shit. Sweet ass bullshit. Some sweet ass swag. Get yourself yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a mug. Get yourself a poster. What, what, what? That's right. Join the Patreon. Yes, please. Get yourself a nearly four hour video of us. Of us. Talking about the history of the podcast. Of the podcast. History on the rocks. His- <gasps> what, what? History of the rocks. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mystery on the Rocks, spelled R O X. You can also send us a little email, Mystery on the Rocks uh, at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <gasps> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.